Hello, I'm Dimitri. I'm one of the pastors here at King's Church. In the past five weeks, we have been looking at the parables of Jesus spoken in the book of Mark. See, in these parables, Jesus spoke to us about the kingdom of God. He taught us about the kingdom of God, about God's love, about his expectations of us in the kingdom and our benefits of being part of the kingdom. It's amazing how these parables, those spoken or taught centuries ago, still speak to us in this time. Today, we'll be looking at the last parable in the book of Mark. We'll be reading Mark 13, chapter 13, from verse 32 to 37. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house but, and puts his servants in charge, each with their own assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. As we can see, this scripture, this part of the scripture we've just read, starts with the word, but. This implies that there had been a preceding conversation. What could that conversation have been about? Jesus had been speaking to his disciples about what would happen after his departure. He had been speaking to them about his leaving and what would happen after that. And in this, at the end of that conversation, we see him talking to them about them preparing for his return. You see, this conversation was towards the end of Jesus' time on earth. In the next chapter in this book of Mark, he had this last supper with his disciples. And after that, he was arrested. He was tried. He was crucified. He died and he rose again. Then he ascended into heaven. These, Jesus likens this period of between his departure to heaven and his return to earth to a master going away and before going away, assigning tasks to his servants, telling them what he expects them to do before his return. You see, a concept of stewardship come into play here. You see, at the end of a stewardship period, an account is given, a reckoning is, you could say. At this point, the steward's performance is, 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 is looked into to see if he had carried out the task assigned to him and then is determined what reward or otherwise is due. In modern times, this could be likened to an appraisal of an employee. 
the employee is set objectives before the appraisal period. And at the end of the appraisal period, this is, is checked to see if he had performed the assigned objectives or these objectives have been met. And then it is considered what to do to reward or to do otherwise to the employee. Our stewardship period is our time here on earth. That period ends when we die. For those who die before Jesus comes, that is the end of their stewardship period. But for those who are alive when he returns, the stewardship period ends at the time of his return. I have four siblings, you see. And um, when we were younger, when we were kids, our parents before they left sometimes would give us chores or tasks to carry out before they returned. Sometimes we completed the task before um, they returned. Sometimes, because we knew when they were about to return, just before they returned, we rushed to finish this task just in time. Sometimes, as kids are known to do, we just didn't forgot or we just didn't, didn't pay attention and we didn't carry out these tasks. tasks. And sometimes my parents would arrive unexpectedly before we were ready for them. See, when they returned and, they f and we had carried out the task, we were sometimes given rewards and, and when we did not complete this task or finish these chores, we got the opposite of a reward. Growing up in the 80s in Africa, I can tell you those opposites of a reward are quite memorable. Jesus, the master in this parable, during his ministry on earth, spoke to his disciples and, he, and in the scriptures we see him also speaking to us in this time about God's heart, about God's love, about God's kingdom, about his instructions and his expectations of us as part of his kingdom. That was the master giving the assignments and he will return to see how we performed. In this conversation, we see Jesus telling disciples and we who are part of the Father's kingdom not to be complacent. He puts so much emphasis on this that in this short scripture, it is implied quite a number of times. Verse 33 says, be on guard, be alert. Verse 34, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Verse 35, therefore keep watch. Verse 37, what I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. Why would Jesus put so much emphasis on keeping watch, on staying alert? It is because it is important that we are about our assignments before he returns. Remember, there will be a, rec a reckoning, an account to be given when he comes back. So, Let's look at some reasons that could result in being less watchful or being less alert. The first one, I would say, is tiredness. I remember once I was returning home from a long day uh, walking outside London. I was tired. After a long drive, just about 10 minutes to arriving home, I dozed for just about five seconds. When I came to, I realized that I was driving towards 
the wall of a tunnel at, consider at a considerable speed. I had been watchful. I had been alert for the previous two hours of the journey, but I was tired. Obviously, I tended to stay awake. I tended to stay alert till the end of the journey. But at that point, I was tired. The fact that I was tired caused me to lose concentration, to become less alert, and could have resulted in could have been quite the result could have been quite catastrophic. Thank God that didn't happen. For those of us who are Christians, we follow Jesus in our still worship day in and day out. We do so going through what the we do so as we go through what the world throws at us. We still have to deal with bills, sort out relationship issues. We still have to fight L challenges. Due to these circumstances around us, we sometimes could grow tired. We could grow tired physically. We could grow tired emotionally. We could also grow tired spiritually. We are likely at those times to become less watchful, to become less alert. And that could affect our actions, which could affect our stewardship. Some years ago, I heard sad news that a very close friend of mine had just died suddenly. On that same day at my workplace, at my workplace then, a colleague of mine made a comment and I reacted quite badly. It's a good thing I stepped away before saying some words that I, could have, I might not have been able to take back. On, re on reflection, I realized I was not reacting to what was said, but my reaction was affected by the state I was in at that point in time. If I had spoken the words that almost came to my mouth, it would have affected my relationship, my working relationship, and my, the cordial relationship I had with that colleague. And what would have happened was, I would have missed the opportunity that came months later to pray for this lady. It is interesting that on the night that Jesus was arrested, what was not, which was not long after he spoke to disciples, he invited them to come and pray with him. And while there, they were tired and they fell asleep. He kept trying to wake them up, but they just couldn't stay awake. They could not watch with him. They could not pray with him. Another reason could be distractions. Let's look at this image here. We can see here a man walking with a phone in his hand. There's a hole in his path. He's not paying attention because his attention is on the phone he is having in his hand. At that, he is paying attention to the wrong thing. He is distracted from what he should have been looking at, which is where he was going or where he is going. I would say this image in a way describes the times that we are in right now. 
There seems to be so much distraction around us these days. The TV, our phones, the internet. The internet. This can cause us to take our eyes off what is important. I have a confession to make at this point. You see, while preparing this preach, I picked up my phone to check a message. Guess what? Before I knew it, more than an hour had passed. All I wanted to do was check a message. But I moved on from that to one thing, then to another thing. Before I knew it, time had gone. I lost track of what of time. I was distracted from my assignment doing what I should not be doing, which I could have done later. I was distracted. I would say technology is not the only distraction. Sometimes our desires could be distractions. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus was teaching on how our desires and needs could end up being distractions from what we should be watchful of. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 and verse 33, he says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Here Jesus says to us, as stewards in his kingdom, to give priority to our stewardship, having faith that God will take care of us. He will look after us because that is the way of his kingdom. The gospel has been spread around the world and is still spreading around the world because of sacrifices made by some missionaries who went out, who gave up their, who gave up their careers, left their families, and because of what they have done, people like us in Africa and all over the world, from, from the disciples, even as missionaries moved around the world and the gospel spread. We see others who gave and are still giving to the kingdom rather than spending it on what they might want. Bringing resources to the kingdom to use to spread the gospel, to take care of those who are in need. That is the way of the kingdom. Another thing that could cause us to be less watchful is looking the wrong way. I gave my life to Christ just before going into uni. When I eventually got into uni, I had a freedom to live my life without adult oversight. Wow, so much freedom. No one to look over my back. No one to tell me what to do, what not to do, what was good and what was wrong. I had the world in front of me. I could do whatever I wanted to. I made friends, the wrong kind of friends. These friends were not Christians. To cut the story short, I returned to, do, returned to doing the things I had stopped doing. Before I knew it, I was just like them. 
It got to a point that could be, you could not differentiate who, me, or separate me from them. What that meant was I lost the opportunity to show them what a Christ-like life was. I could not share the gospel with them. At the end of my first year, I rededicated my life to Christ. And over time, I went back living a good life, a godly life, helped by the Spirit of God. Before I left uni, these same guys will come to me, asking me to pray for them. They had seen a different life, helped by the Spirit of God and me living my life as a steward of the kingdom, showed them the kingdom and what they could get from the kingdom. And they knew it was different and they wanted it. Jesus made a statement in Luke chapter 9, verse 62. Jesus replied, No one puts a hand to the plow and looks back and looks back is fit for the kin to, for service in the kingdom of God. This analogy by Jesus would have been easily understood by his audience in that time because a lot of their lives and livelihood was around ag agriculture. To help us, those of us in modern times right now, especially, especially since a lot of us have not been, been involved or are not involved in farming, we have, a, I have a picture, we have a picture here of a farmer plowing around the time Jesus was speaking. See, the plow, the, 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 the farmer drives the oxen who behind them pull the plow. He has to keep looking ahead to direct the oxen the right way. The objective is to make straight parallel ridges in preparation for planting the seeds. If he keeps looking backward, what, what could happen is, is that the ridges start going wide. It could go wide towards the already made ridges, destroying them, or it could go wide, making the, 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 the space between the ridges wider and this results in ineffective use of the land. Jesus is saying that we must be watchful, keeping our eyes forward on our path as we are stewards of the kingdom. We are not to look back to the life that we have left behind. If we keep doing that, we could be tempted to fall back into that life that we have already been rescued from just as I did in my uni days, and I, it affected my stewardship. But thank God, I was able to return. And if at this point in time, you are in that scenario, I can tell you that the Father's arms are open for you to return. He is always happy and willing to take you back. There are some who refuse to be watchful. What do they say? They say, they could say that this sayings of Jesus is for just his followers. However, the last statement made by Jesus in that conversation is, 
What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. He's making it clear that his warning is to all and not to a select group of people. When he returns, the reckoning is for everyone. At the end of time, there will be a judgment. A reckoning that determines what is due for those who have chosen to be part of God's kingdom and what is due to those who have decided not to be part of the kingdom. The reason Jesus came to earth is to warn us about this, to teach us about this, to show us about this, and to provide a way of escape from it. It became a way out of judgment into God's and it became a way into God's kingdom. He came to draw attention to this. If you are yet to pay attention and respond, I want to ask you at this point to consider this today. If you would like to take a step further, you can see information on the website, on our website, on how you can do this. And one of us will reach out to you in the coming days. So how do we remain watchful? To remain watchful in our, to remain effective in our watchfulness, we need to do these three things. Study the scripture, rely on the Holy Spirit, and keep praying. If you are a Christian, over the, the course of your Christian um, walk, I reckon you would at some point or, or some point or the other being in situations I have described just pre, just about what could lead to distraction, what could lead us to being less watchful. Jesus knew that we would fall into these temptations. He knew that we were, this is likely to happen. In the Garden of Gethsemane, before he was arrested, he asked, he told his disciples, after they kept falling asleep, understanding their predicament, he made a statement, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We, like the disciples at that point, we have a heart to do good. We have a heart to be good stewards. We know the importance of this, but we find that on our own, we find ourselves failing at it. So how do we remain watchful? Study the word, the scripture. 2 Timothy 3 verse 16 to 17 says, All scripture is God-breathed. It is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The scripture is our manual on how we are to watchfully, watchfully go about our stewardship. In there, we find instructions and guidance to help us navigate around these possible obstacles. As we keep it before us and in our hearts, it is like a beacon showing us the way. Even Jesus showed us, showed this to us during his time here on earth. He, we see him constantly referring to the scripture. 
referring to scripture as a guide, as, 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 as a response. Using it to give instruction. Using it as a guide for himself and also for us. He did this from the beginning of his ministry till the end. Another way we can another way we can remain watchful or what helps us remain watchful is relying on the Holy Spirit. In John 14 verse 6, Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Jesus knew that we would need help in our stewardship. Remember, he said, the flesh is weak. He told disciples not to, he even told disciples not to begin their ministry until they had received the Holy Spirit. And when this happened on the day of Pentecost, they went out preaching the gospel with power. And they did that. And what happened from that point on, what they did from that point on, we see it still reverberating till this moment. That is why we are here right now speaking about the gospel. Jesus knew at those times when our flesh is weak and when our weakness gets in the way of our watchfulness, we rely on the Holy Spirit and He steps in. When we might be tired, He gives us strength, helping us stand when we could have fell, been fallen. At times when we might lose our way, He guides us back on track. He reveals the truth of God's words to us and so that we do not forget. He teaches us about the kingdom. And when we are forgetting, He reminds us, helping us to remain watchful stewards. The third way we remain watchful is through prayer. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus said to, this, to his disciples, Watch and pray, for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. In the Bible, Jesus, we see Jesus praying constantly. We see him praying. We read about how he, how he will walk away from the crowd and sometimes even away from his disciples to go and pray. The disciples must have seen the effectiveness of this, of his prayers and of him praying, that they asked him to teach them how to pray. At his weakest moment, when his resolve almost failed, he went, he resolved, he resolved to return and resolved to pray. In fact, this was a time when he prayed the hardest. So much that the sweat on his brow were like issues of blood. If our watchfulness is to be effective, it should be with prayer. By going to God in prayer, we signify that we need his help to be effective stewards. In the place of prayer, we are in communion with God and we hear, we receive instruction, we receive strength receive guidance from heaven. So, I would want 
to end this bridge. With us praying, praying that God will help us be watchful servants who will be faithful at the end of our stewardship period. Let's pray.